0: Hello there, welcome and thank you for listening to the Joy Fountain podcast. It is my prayer that the message you're about to hear will in many ways than one feed your soul and strengthen your decision and resolve to follow Jesus. My name is Andaza Hezekiah, pastor at the Joy Fountain Church here in Winnipeg, Manitoba. May your joy be full today in Jesus' mighty name. Now let's dive into the word. All right, we will continue our um, blessing series. The blessing series, and it's been on for a while. I was going and looking back at the, at the you know messages from the past, and it's my goodness. It's since the beginning of August we've been on the blessing. I know it is said that uh, you know conventionally they say you don't drag a series for so long, but what I've been hearing that people have been so blessed. I think if God has something to say to people. He will say it for as long as he wants. And what I've come to realize is if it is his message and people are getting blessed, you don't tire of it. You just find out that it comes out fresh all the time. So today we're going to be looking at the blessing of divine access. If you um, actually, I I would say this. uh, If you go to our website now, we've actually provided now a link to Spotify and to iTunes. Is that what it's called? Apple? So you can actually, uh, yeah, iTunes, I believe. So you can download uh, our church podcast on Apple Podcast. You can listen on Apple Podcast and on um, Spotify. So we've always we've had the podcast for a while, but we just didn't advertise it there. If you search, uh, if you search for Joy funny you'll find it. But what we've done is done some improvements to it. So if you would like to uh, download our podcast, I actually encourage you to, so that as you're you know in motion, you can listen to it. Um, if you're traveling or whatever it's just very handy so you can find us on Spotify as well as on Apple podcasts. So feel free to do that and uh, God will bless you as you do and you can follow the messages I li- I've li- I listened to some of the messages on podcast just last week and I was really blessed I said, oh did I preach that you know but I can tell you that that was the work of the Holy Spirit in did because it was none of me. okay so today we will continue. Uh, the blessing of divine access. And I want to start by reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2 to 6. 2 Corinthians 12, twelve, Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2 to 6. Let me read. And it says, uh, I was caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago. This is Paul writing to the Corinthian church. He says, I was caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago, whether I was in my body or out of my body, I do not know. Only God knows. Yes, only God knows whether I was in my body or outside my body, but I do know that I was caught up to paradise and heard things so astounding that they cannot be expressed in words, things no human is allowed to tell. So Paul the apostle, in the early days of the church, the, the, the one called of God to take the message to the Gentile body that is those who are not jewish paul we are told traveled thousands of miles to share the gospel to bring the power of god's kingdom to people who did not know anything about jesus and he established so many churches two thirds of the new testament was written by this man he had he was talking about an experience he had and he actually said that he was caught up to the third heaven i want you to remember this As we go through the message today, he was caught up to the third heaven. He was what? Caught up to the third heaven. You know how many times we say, oh, I was caught up in my work. Oh, I was caught up in such and such that I forgot to do this. I was caught up. When you hear people say I was caught up, it is because they were busy. Okay? He was caught up to paradise. And this paradise, he actually called the third heaven. He said, I was caught up to the third heaven. And he repeats again, I was caught up to paradise. In four verses, he uses the phrase caught up twice to make a complete sentence of what the caught up experience was all about. I sent a text to our church members, those who are on text, and I said that, I will be talking about the, the, you know, that have they? I asked the question, have you heard about the third heaven? Do you know what that is? Because it's important that we have understanding. You know, the world that we live in today, the world has always been scandalous. The world has always had upheavals. But we are in a time where the upheavals, the difficulties are happening at an alarming rate. Hardly a day goes by that you don't hear of one thing or the other. You know, the US elections will take place on Tuesday. After the elections, doesn't matter which way it goes, there will be violence, there will be a lot of trouble, and it will reverberate around the world because of the status of the United States of America as far as our politics is concerned and leadership in the world. It's one of the superpowers. So it will affect our nation, it will affect many nations of the world, but that's not just it. There's so many other things happening in the world today that people are wondering, what kind of world do we live in? People are yearning for peace. And so, so many people are afraid. So many people are anxious. Our church put out a video called Anxiety over the summer. That video has had over 31,000 views. Now, I know there are videos that have millions of views. A lot of people are not interested in the things of God. They are interested in spiritual things. But when they hear Jesus, they go, Ah, uh, you know, but at least we've had that many views, and there's engagement. It's not just people jumping off, or you know, they are actually watching. It's not comedy. It's not. It's actually talking about the things that actually affect people. And we didn't make it worldwide. We're basically just focusing on Canada and trying to reach a city and Manitoba and beyond. But the point I want to make here is people are anxious, and it includes Christians. People are afraid. So in in the course of conversation. One of the uh, people uh, who had watched the video was said that she is afraid because of what's going to happen. She's afraid of the Antichrist, afraid of all the things happening that she read in the Bible, and she's seeing this happening. And we entered into a conversation, and I said to her, you do not need to be afraid. And I was trying to encourage her from the Word of God. We as Christians need to know that if in this life alone we have hope, Watch this. If if our hope only lies in this life, we are among human beings. We are among men and women, the most miserable. That's what the Bible says. If we are among, if, if, if in this life only we have hope, we are among men, the most miserable. Which means that there is another place where our hope should be. There's another place where our hope should be. So I'm going to be talking today about the blessing of divine access. And what kind of access? It is an access to the heavenlies. If there is a third heaven, there is a first heaven, and there is a second heaven. Christians should understand these things. If Christians don't understand these things, we cannot grow beyond elementary level of the Christian faith. If we don't understand these things and participate in the blessings that are in spiritual uh, spiritual blessings that are in heavenly places, we will not grow beyond the elemental levels of the Christian faith. Paul to the Hebrews wrote, he said, that we are to move on to maturity. He said he will not again dwell on the basics. He will not keep teaching the basics. There are places where all we hear, there are times in our life where all we've heard is the basics and the basics and the basics and the basics. The basics are not enough. (laughs) You see, the basics are not enough. You need to go further. Okay, watch this. God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham had an encounter with God. Jacob had an encounter with God. Isaac had his own encounter so that's why Bible scholars call God the tri generational God, that He tends to carry His covenant through to the third generation. If they maintain it, then He skips and goes on to several other generations. That's how it appears to work. You have to hold it, pass it on to the next, and then the next pass it to the next, and then it doesn't get lost. It keeps going for whatever reason. We cannot say we understand all of the counsels of God, but we see certain patterns, certain principles, and we're able to follow it in order for God to also bless our own lives in our time and our generation. So understand here, we are talking about the blessing of divine access. We started weeks ago, months ago, talking about the blessing. And we looked at Abraham and how Abraham, God said, in you will all the families of the earth be blessed. We established that the blessing is the person of Christ. We established that when we come to know Christ, we are also blessed. The blessing of Abraham comes upon us from whatever nation, from whatever creed, from whatever color, from whatever race, the wall of division has been broken. Now, we are now looking at the fact that there's a first heaven, a second heaven, and a third heaven. Now, the Bible teaches that there are several heavens, but what is clearly revealed to us is the first, the second, and the third. Before we go on to explain these three and the concepts and how we are able to be uh, uh, tap into the blessings of the knowledge of the heavens, let me say that there is a curse for those who uh, tamper or who engage in supernatural, uh, supernatural access to dark powers. There are also uh, those who seek dark powers to hurt others or to enrich themselves. It's happening in Canada. It's happening in, 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 in the United States, in different parts of the world. It doesn't matter where. Satan is at work. And that powers of witchcraft are being used to manipulate people. Now, some people laugh at these things, like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. If you have actually seen people who practice the use of Ouija boards, you would know that they are dealing with powers that are beyond this world. And and TV makes it seem like they are friendly powers. So you can engage dark powers and make them good by using those supernatural powers to work. So they cast spe- uh, spells on people. They they, they, they enter into seances. They even enter into a trance. They engage in calling people from the dead. All of these practices are condemned in the scriptures. And if you're a Christian and you are busy, all you do in the morning is check out what your horoscope is saying. Let me tell you one thing. You are operating below the standard of God for your life. You are operating below the quality of God for your life. There are those that who have, that is all they have. But God has given us something far better. But here's the thing. If people don't know that they have something far better, they would look for something inferior. Do you see that? If people are not aware that there's something better, they will end up with something inferior to what God has provided. So I have never needed, ever since I knew the Lord Jesus Christ, to look at the horoscopes, to know how my week is going to go. If I were to look at the horoscope, because I was born on January the 16th, I would be a Capricorn. There are people who look at their horoscopes before they get married to someone. And they say, well, Capricorns and so and so would be better. So they end up, but then they end up still getting a divorce. You see what I mean? So it's there is much more to it than your horoscopes. So in the same way, we don't live that way. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. And the Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So how will you grow as a Christian if you do not know a little bit more and a little bit more of what God has provided for us? We can't know all of it. But in the journey of our lives, so much is made available. The Bible says that we should grow up into Christ in all things. Grow up into Christ. Grow up in Christ in all things. We should grow to maturity in Christ. So we see Paul saying, I had this experience. In fact, if you read on, he says, I don't even want to talk about it because it's almost unlawful for, people, for anyone to talk about the glorious things that I saw while I was caught up. I told you not to forget the word caught up or the phrase caught up because we'll be looking at it more closely. Now let's go to Romans chapter 1 verse 20, Romans 1 20. God give me grace to finish this message today. <laughs> Romans 1 20. And this is what it says. And I'm reading from the NLT today. It says, "For the earth and for forever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky, through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities." Invisible. Invisible is different from invincible. Invincible means indestructible, invincible. Invisible means can't be seen. Okay? His external power and divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. Paul is saying here to the Romans, ever since the world was created, through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities. Here's the first heaven. The first heaven is what you see over you. When we, is it geography? We learned, is it geology or whatever? We learned about the stratosphere and all of that. Now, I'm not going to get into all of those details of astronomy and all that, but it's interesting to understand that The heavens that you see above you are the first heavens. If you are in a plane airplane at 36,000 feet above the earth, you are in the first heavens. You can see the first heaven. You can use a Hubble telescope to see what's happening in the heavens of the first heaven. Okay. Remember I said there are several heavens, but the Bible makes a clear distinction between three locations that are first heaven, second heaven, third heaven. Follow me carefully. So let's understand the heavens. The first heaven is what we see that is right above us. In Romans chapter 1 verse 20, the Bible describes that God created the earth and the sky. If you go to Genesis chapter 1, you will see also that he called it the heavens. We see that. But that heaven that we see is proof that there is much more behind that heaven. Now, those who do not believe in the existence of God would agree that if atheists, who are uh, astronomers or scientists who are atheists, uh, and scientists as well, uh, are looking for more and more evidence. What lies out there? What lies out there? And the Bible tells us that God has given those who pursue knowledge labor. They are laboring and spending millions, gajillions of dollars looking for what lies out there. They keep finding new evidence. New books continue to be written about life outside of this Uh, As we know it, space is being, you know, entered all of the time because astronomers are looking for evidence, looking for knowledge, finding, some are even thinking, maybe if we're out there, we'll see the evidence of God. Let's talk about the second heaven. The second heaven is what we don't see with our eyes, but it influences us more than we are aware. What is the second heaven? In Ephesians chapter six, verse 12, we are told about the second heaven. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 tells us, we, do not, we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. Once you hear not flesh and blood, it's not like me. This is flesh, this is blood. Okay. Once we hear not, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. So if there's an unseen world, it means that the unseen world has an earth and a heaven. It has a, it's a replica of the physical world, except that the unseen world is unseen. Watch this. It says, But against uh, evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Let me explain. Heavenly places. Heavenly places. Watch this. If you go to Daniel chapter 10, Daniel had an encounter. From chapter 9, he had an encounter. As soon as he began to pray, a man appeared that had bronze features. This is a similar description with what John saw in the book of Revelation. So he saw this man come to him, but he was not a human being, and begin to talk to him. Then in chapter 10, in chapter now, what these things I'm teaching you, there are people who will not teach it because they don't understand it. Some people may have a little bit of understanding. They don't want to dive deeper because they think it will confuse people. But listen, if you don't know what the Bible is written, all you know is John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. It's wonderful and beautiful, but friends, that's just the beginning. So <laughs> why am I teaching this? Because I'm commissioned to teach so that those who catch it will go deeper in their journey for the de- destiny that God has for them. There are business people listening to me now. Your business will never go beyond what it is until you get the touch of God from heaven. Until you receive a specific instruction from heaven. Because you're a child of the living God. You are a child of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You cannot operate on paraphernalia knowledge. You cannot operate on hyperbolic knowledge. You cannot operate on periphery. You have to have the truth. And Jesus said, I am the way. Hallelujah. I am the truth. Hallelujah. And I am what? The life. Watch this. And the Bible says in Colossians 1, in him all things consist. The deeper you go in God, you will be smarter than your professors in the university. I'm telling you, oh my goodness. The the, the deeper you go if you're an architect, if you know Jesus and you decide to further pursue the knowledge of Christ, guess what? You will have so much ideas and people will be wondering, why are you so different? It's because you decided not to stay on the periphery, okay? Watch this. Hmm. The second heaven is where there is warfare taking place. That's why I refer to Daniel chapter 10. So you can write that down to refer to it later. In Daniel chapter 10, the angel who came said that after 21 days, he, he, he immediately Daniel started praying. The angel was sent with a message to Daniel. But as he was passing through the heavens, he got to the second heaven and engaged in warfare with the prince of Persia. Persia is a place. So over the heavenly places of Persia, there was a prince of Persia, a demonic entity, a fallen angel, I would believe, who engaged the angel that was coming and there was a fierce battle. In that heaven, there's no time. But on the earth, it took three weeks. So Daniel was fasting for three weeks, saying, God, have mercy. Oh, God, praying. And on the third week, the 21st day, the angel arrived and he said, when uh, you started praying, I left the third heaven. That's not how he said it, but this is my understanding. And, uh, and you can we can prove it from scripture. Uh, on my way to you, I passed through the heavens. When I got, before I got here, on the second heaven, before I got to the earth, There was warfare. That is where those uh, spiritual uh, wickedness in heavenly places dwell. You wonder, how do I have this understanding? Because God taught me. And let me tell you, if I was preaching heresy, I would be using all kinds of books. I'm not using any book written by anybody. I didn't read anything anywhere. I just read the scriptures. I pray, read the scriptures. I pray. It's an apostolic gifting. God will give you insight as you compare scripture with scripture and it, it becomes a double-edged sword. I want to push people into their destiny. I want to push people to operate in faith, not out of fear. Because when you know that you are an ambassador of a kingdom that extends beyond the universe, guess what? Fear jumps out of your, of your, of your life. Even if you are afraid, you can move forward because you can always call resources from headquarters. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so let's go because I have to finish. There's a lot of information here. All right, so the second heaven is where spiritual warfare takes place. And I told you to go to Daniel chapter 9 and Daniel chapter 10. If you are diligent after this service, you will find a time during the week to go and study these things. What is happening today in our world, if God opens your eyes, everything you see is not the way it is. The things you see is not the way it is. The things politicians are saying, if you say, God, open my eyes. While they are talking, you will know when they are lying. You know when they are telling the truth. You, will, you would see beyond. You may even see what is standing behind them. Now, Not everybody will have that. But the people who are sincere and say, God, show me. He's your father in heaven. He will show you. Let me ask you, when last did you pray and say, God, open my eyes? When last did you pray that? prayer? Meanwhile, Paul prayed before he died. He said, I pray that God will give you insight. The third heavens. We've talked about the first. We've talked about the seventh. Second, let's talk about the third. The third heavens is where we have our citizenship. That is from where Christ came and where he dwells at God's right hand. The third heaven is what Paul was talking about. That's what he called paradise. The third and the highest heavens is called the third and the highest heavens. In Psalm 115 verse 16, I'm going to read that one because it's important. And I want you to write it down if you want, please. Psalm 115 verse 16 says, the heavens belong to the Lord. Heavens. When you hear heavens, it's many. But there are three that the scripture shows us. Three. I believe there are more heavens and there are places in the heavenlies. But there is a place called heaven. And that heaven is the kingdom of heaven where God dwells and Christ is at his right hand. And that that the influence of the kingdom of heaven is called the kingdom of God. That's why I, I, I preached a message once uh, uh, some years back in Joy Fountain where it said that the kingdom of heaven is a location the kingdom of God is the influence of that location all over the universe, okay? Watch this. So it says the heavens in Psalm 115 verse 16, the heavens belong to the Lord, but he has given the earth to all humanity. The heavens belong to the Lord. In in the King James Version, it says the heavens, or New King James says the heavens belong to the Lord, but he has given the earth to the sons of men, meaning humanity, okay? All right, this is important. The third heaven is where God dwells. And in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 24, let's go to Hebrews 9, 24. Please follow me in the scriptures. I'm teaching this morning, Hebrews 9, 24, teaching and preaching. <laughs> Hebrews nine twenty-four. Watch this. It says, Christ did not enter into a holy place made with human hands, which was only a copy of the true one in heaven. He entered into heaven itself to appear now before God on our behalf. So Christ. You see, the heaven we're talking about here is the heaven of heavens where God himself dwells. I want to also talk about the fact that the scripture tells us in Hebrews chapter four, go to Hebrews chapter four, very quickly, Hebrews chapter four, verse, Hebrews 4, 14 to 16. Look at what it says, verse 14. So then, since we have a high priest who has entered heaven, no S, he entered heaven, no S, then Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. Verse 15, this high priest of ours understand our weaknesses for he faced all of the same testings as we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of a, a, a gracious God. There we'll receive his mercy and we'll find grace to help us when we need it most. He also tells us that Jesus has passed through the heavens in uh, the New King James Version. It tells us that he passed through the heavens. do you, you know what that means? He passed through the heavens for you and I. When the Bible says that He passed through the heavens, there's a reason why it clearly describes the fact that He passed through the heavens, so that we understand that He went through all of the battles that were necessary to get to humankind to do His work. Remember, the angel in Daniel chapter 10 said He faced spiritual warfare. Jesus also faced spiritual warfare as He returned to His Father in heaven after He rose from the dead. But because He had been given a name above all names, the principalities and the powers. That's why the Bible says in Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, that he made a public show of principalities and powers. He defeated them. He knocked them out on his way back to show his risen body. The terrestrial body, as he went back to heaven, was converted into what? Would you say a celestial body? Because there's no way the terrestrial would have entered heaven as a terrestrial. It has to enter heaven as a celestial body. So he appeared before God after completing his death and resurrection, then he came back to the earth. This thing sounds silly. This thing sounds stupid to those who do not understand. But when God opens a person's eyes and they realize, my goodness, this is true. This is real. Something happens in the spirit of a human being. Because of the third heavens and the highest heavens, we have angelic help. Revelation chapter 8. You can write that down and check it out for yourself. Because of the third and the highest heaven, the Holy Spirit adopts us and changes our DNA at salvation. You see, if your DNA is not changed, you cannot relate with the DNA of God. So God has to change your DNA from the Adamic DNA that is falling to a, you still have your human DNA, but when you are born again, the Spirit of God takes residence in you and you automatically have the DNA of the Almighty God. It's proven, uh, P- Peter wrote to the uh, to, to the Jewish believers and to all who follow Jesus by faith, even the non-Jews. He said that we are partakers of the divine nature. Nature speaks of DNA. When you become a Christian, you partake. You will have a nature, natural human DNA, and you have the supernatural DNA, you see? Because the nature of heaven to us here is supernatural. If you are there, it's no longer supernatural. But while you are here, it's supernatural. We can't access without changing our DNA. So I want to say today that there are many Christians, there are many believers whose DNA is dormant. You are a child of God, but your your kingdom DNA, your divine DNA is almost dead. It's there, but you you are not watering it you know, we have a plant here in the house. It's a tropical plant. I decided to, we decided to get into it and, you know, put plants in the house. It's really nice to do that. It's living to my right, left here. And there's one to my right. You know, we're told that we don't need to wet it all the time. At first we're just wetting. And my daughter said, you didn't even read up about it. You went to bring plants into the house. I realized, oh yeah, yeah. I like them. And I brought them in. We should have read about it. And YouTube these days, you can read a lot of stuff, right? So, but then I went back to the store and I I told her what I bought. I I had the SKU number And my daughter sent it to me by by, uh, sharing a picture of it to me. I said, oh, I actually have something similar to that at home. But by the way, you don't need to wet it all the time when it's dry. Then I remember in Nigeria, there are some of these plants. You see them, it's dry, but they're always green. They're like evergreens. It doesn't matter what happens. They only need a little bit of water to survive. You know, some of us as Christians, even the little bit of water we need to survive, we're not drinking. The kingdom of God is with us today. There's no distance. I will will close by looking at Luke chapter 17, verse 21, before I round up with the word caught up. In Luke chapter 17, verse 21, the Pharisees asked Jesus, when is this kingdom you've been talking about coming? You see, they thought there was going to come a kingdom. God will appear in the heavens with his angels and the the chariots of fire and will destroy all the Romans and then put uh, his kingdom in place. That's how they understood the Torah. That's how they understood the prophecies of Isaiah, of Ezekiel, and all those prophets that had gone before. But Jesus said, no, 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 no. The kind of kingdom you are talking about, that I'm talking about, is already here. I'm a representative of that kingdom. And that kingdom is here, is around you, is with you, and can be in you. That was his message. But they didn't get it. They ended up crucifying him, which was good for God's purposes. Watch this. The kingdom of God is among us today. The power in your walls, going through the wires, they're always there. If you plug anything in, If you plug your stove in, your microwave in, your electric iron in, the lights around me making this studio bright. If you plug power in, you receive power from the walls in your house. If you remove the plugs, the lights go off. The stove stops working. Everything, you switch it off, everything goes off. But the power is still there. Here's what I want to say today. Paul said he was caught up to the third heaven. I am not preaching here today that everybody has to be caught up to the third heaven but I believe every Christian has a degree of being caught up because you are a child of God. You see, I have three children. There are days when I spend so much time with one child and not as much time with the other child. Another day, it will be one child more than the other child, maybe because that child is at home and we, they are off, they're not having a lecture or they don't have to go to course, or, uh, to sorry, <laughs> attend a class. And so we sit down and we have a long conversation and we engage each other. Friends, if God is our father, we have to engage God in fellowship between ourselves. Do you know that you can be caught up in so many different situations? Let me give you an example. One day, we all decided that we were going to worship. So I put on a church in Nigeria... I like the pastor. I like his approach to the word, and he likes to lead his church in worship. He'll sit in front, and he will you know, do all that. So I put it on, and he, he you know, he had his uh, 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 choir behind him, and, and some people with him in front, and they all sat and they were leading worship, just like the Levites would do in the days of Solomon's temple. So they were singing, and the church was singing, and my family sat and were watching and were singing along, tapping our feet, some, you know, lifting our hands, doing whatever, and we were all caught up in that moment. You see, we didn't go to the third heaven, but we're caught up. There was something about the third heaven that struck us at that moment. We were connected to the third heaven. You are driving and you're playing worship music in your car. You can be caught up. This is how we practice. (laughs) This is how we rehearse for heaven. For when we meet God face to face, the Bible says that we will meet him face to face. It says we will be as he is. That's why I told you Jesus did not enter heaven with a terrestrial body. As he was leaving, he told Mary, is it, was it Mary, right? Uh, he said, don't touch me because I've not yet appeared to my father. She wanted to hug him, right? Like after he came out of the, of, of, of the grave. He said, no, don't touch me. I have to go to my father first and present myself. Nothing terrestrial. I have a terrestrial body, but I'm going up and he was going to be a celestial body up there. And then he again returned and appeared to them for about 40 days before Pentecost. On the 50th day, boom, things changed and the church was born. And we, here we are today, worshiping the Lord 2,000 years plus after. So we can be caught up at various levels. How do we get caught up? Do you remember a week or two weeks ago when I was talking about John? The Bible says that John said he was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Friends, we can be in the spirit on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So that we can have those moments when we are enraptured and we are hearing things that will help us be better and do better on the planet. Not just for us and our families, but for those that God will bring into our lives. I want you to understand that we were once far off. Ephesians 2.13 says we were once far away, but God has brought us near we can approach the throne of grace boldly because we have now been brought near so where is the throne of grace the throne of grace hebrews 4:14 4, to 16 talks about the throne of grace the throne of grace is in the third heaven where god dwells now when the bible says we can approach the throne of grace it's as if it's just next just right by me that's what it is when jesus said the kingdom of god is among you the throne of grace is right here in this room right now the throne of grace is right where you are. There's no distance. So when we approach the throne of grace, it's right where we are. Because we who are once far away have been brought near by Jesus Christ. i read Ephesians 2:13. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 13. He says, But now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Jesus. Christ. The Bible tells us that we have a high priest who has passed, Jesus Himself, the Bible says, passed through the heavens. He passed through the heavens. As we close today, you can also begin your journey to enjoy divine access as well. Believers have amazing divine access, but here is the thing we don't use it as often as we should. (laughs) You know that old song that says, What a friend we have in Jesus. What a privilege to carry everything to him in what? In prayer. Prayer is one of the things we have to engage in, in order to be, and I'm talking of personal now. Don't wait for the church to call a prayer meeting. Wherever you are, talk to God. It's as simple as just saying, Lord, thank you for today. Let's have a conversation and just talk to him. Uh, Discipline yourself to read the scriptures. I'm telling you, if you read the scriptures, you will be shocked that you wouldn't need too much else. Don't get me wrong, we need to read other materials, but you will not need to hear from some other spiritual guru somewhere who is consulting mediums that you may not even be aware of. May God help us in our understanding today. May God lead us. May God strengthen us and help us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the power of your word. I thank you, Lord, because you are faithful. I thank you, Lord, because you are powerful. I thank you, Lord, because your word has gone forth today and your people are about to pray. I pray that as we pray on the scriptures that we have learned, that our lives will not remain the same. I pray that you will help us grow in you and to be strong in you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, that's all for now. Thank you for listening. Were you blessed by the message? Do you have any questions? Did you make a commitment to follow Jesus as Lord? Please let us know. You can contact us by sending us a message on our contact page at joyfountainchurch.com. Have a blessed day.